All right, everybody, welcome back to the Zoopcast episode 10. Yeah, look um, at us, eh? Already a yeah. big, the big 1-0. Can't believe it's already happening. We've gotten 10 episodes without Sens Hockey. Fun. Yeah, man. Although, look well, technically, we could get into this right now. Technically, they did play a game yesterday. Yeah, man, that was, I'll be honest. So they, so they played the rookie game against the Habs. We're recording this on a Sunday. They played it on the Saturday. And, I mean, we'll get into like the actual game in a bit. But that was weird, man. There was people in the building. I was yeah. looking at it, like in the stands. Like, I mean, I did. I didn't go, obviously, unless it's a ticket holder. But I think it was like a thousand people were there, and it was crazy because the the feed from the YouTube stream was, I think, it was just like the the in arena jumbotron, and they were like showing fan shots and stuff. And I was like, holy! When's the last time we've seen that? That was crazy. But uh, but yeah, it was cool to see him back. It was cool to see. You know, it was a sense Habs games. It was good to see a rivalry game. Um, yep. I caught the third period. I had a, I wasn't able to catch the first two. I was, you know, over at uh, Carleton University actually doing the football game there for social media. Go Ravens. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, Mr. GG. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you were able to catch the first couple of periods. Uh, so why don't you tell, you know, everybody what your thoughts on the game were, maybe who stood out and, uh, and what went on there. Well, I mean, first of all, like you said, it was just awesome to finally get Sense Hockey back. And like, I love prospects and all that stuff. And Josh would be able to agree with me there if he was if he was able to make it. But it's just nice to be able to see all of our prospects playing a game and just scouting just those guys instead of, mm-hmm. you know, going over like Europe and HL and all stuff. Now they're all here, right? So like the first line was what? Crookshank, Greg Sokolov. That's killer. Like you love yeah. to see that, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like speaking of that line, I loved how Crookshank played, obviously. But, um, <laughs> no, no, like he was biased opinion. Com- yeah, really. Like he <laughs> stood out. And I think everybody would, like a lot of people would agree, like he was, he was disturbing some shit in between shifts. Um, yeah. He caused a few scrums in the first period. He was making things happen on the rush. And they loved, like, they loved to integrate him as part of the, uh, you know, like the bumper play where you do a little tic-tac-toe from the high circle down to the goal line and then back up to the slot where like either Pinto or Sokolov was ready for a one tee. Right. He was always the setup man for those. And it didn't quite result in a goal, but it worked out a few times. And it's nice to see that they've already got some chemistry gelling. And yeah, and it's interesting. You said, sorry to cut you off, but you, you mentioned Pinto. He wore the C, which was, I found pretty interesting. The first he, C on those jerseys. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Who, well, that's a great trivia question. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like who were the first C on, oh, that's funny. But I think what that tells me is that, you know, I don't know if I would say he has a guaranteed spot on the team, but I mean, this clearly means that he is like, you know, he's going to play this year at some point, right? You'd have to think like yeah. he's, like worst case he's going to be first line center ahl for like a month or two and then come up but the fact that he's the captain that that's like sends management being like we know that you're too good for this so i mean he looked really good i watched the third period very very good 
and yeah, for, except what, for the one tw- turnover except <laughs> for the one turnover and like you know i was scrolling twitter and people were like man like this is so out of his league <laughs> like he's he's so much better than this so i thought that was that was really cool to see him uh get the see i think i think jbd wore an a um maybe i think so i know cole reinhardt wore an a yeah that's right so reinhardt wore i think you might be right jbd was yeah. the other one so right Re- reinhardt a that's interesting yeah, well, I mean, he's he's older than some of the other guys because he was drafted as a either single or double overager yeah, in twenty twenty, right. and he has some speed to burn. Like I was, I was surprised. Like I had seen a couple of glimpses of it, like in in overtime last year in Belleville, but he he was not afraid to burn past some people. And like going back to like JBD and other people on defense, Lassie Thompson played a lot. Yeah, played a lot. So did JBD. Um, Thompson looked pretty good. Maxos Gannett, he was definitely my standout on the defense. He just looked super poised, felt very comfortable watching him defend on the rush or just in his own end. Obviously, as evidenced by his one goal, he was not afraid to jump into the play and provide some offense. And he, he just looked like he has potential to be a solid bottom four D man in the future for this team with both possible offensive and just steady defensive contributions. Ben Roger, on the other hand, looked like Ben Roger. Yeah, well, it's just like the amount of times he tried to, you know, make a single breakout pass, like four in a row in like a span of like three shifts, just got picked off super easily. It's mm-hmm. like, <sighs> and it's funny too because I saw a tweet that was saying like he might wear the C for London this year. Did that you see is that? Crazy, isn't that nuts? I mean, listen, like I am not, I'm not Louis. I don't know a lot about how these prospects actually play, but the vibe that I've gotten about Ben Roger is that he just kind of seems like Ben Harper 2.0, like both <laughs> physically and how he plays. Um, and, you know, obviously that's not what you want with a second round pick, but he is, I mean, he is young. Given that, like he's clearly not a guy who's going to come in next year and make the team or anything. Like it's definitely more of a project pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is discouraging when you see such a high pick play so poorly. I mean, it's it. still early though. Like that was yeah, one Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, I don't know, it's, there's still time, obviously, it's just obviously not ideal from, yeah, yes. from what we've seen. And it's just, he could definitely improve. I think one of the bigger knocks on him was the decision making in his own zone and, you know, turning that into breakouts and all that stuff. So yeah, he has exactly. added like, what, like 35 pounds over the yeah. last 12 months <laughs> to fill <laughs> out his like frame that. a little. So he is, he is going to try to fit that hard to play against type that the Sens have been wanting to. And like, just transitioning to the goalies, like, Sogard looked very good. Yeah, Marilinen needed a little bit to warm up. Well, it was well, Marilinen was funny because so he played the third, which is the only one that I watched. And mm-hmm. so he comes in and and he took a penalty for playing the puck outside the trapezoid, which is not in like that's not a thing in Europe. No. Which is where he's been playing forever. It shouldn't be a thing anywhere. I no, hate it that really rule. shouldn't. It's just, I think it's a stupid rule too. But Marilinen was so funny. I think it, they were you know, they dumped it down comes out to play it super instantly just drags it right back through the no-no zone and then rep blows the whistle like what is going on when someone goes to the box i'm sure i mean but that's like i mean whatever he's never gonna do that again like that's just a yeah and if anything he didn't like actively go to pursue it in the in the yeah outer zone he like just accidentally backed into it and left it he barely even touched it yeah it's just i do agree it's a stupid rule i don't like what is the actual point of that did they ever explain it ever it was during it was either during like as a result of or right before the lockout they wanted to stop goalies from playing the puck as much as they did and have such Why? an integral part of the, i don't know 
It's that would be such fun. A, that's more fun. If they want scoring to go up, that's what they should. Be yeah. Because then the you get more chances for stretch passes or, yeah, you know, sure, mistakes yeah. by the goalies. Yeah. Mike Smith will be all over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On both ends of that spectrum. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Marilyn and I guess the other thing about him is he made a crazy save at the end. I mean, the, that was, yeah. the Sens were up. Well, they won 4-3. We should say that. They won, by the way. They won the game. Um, they were up 4-3. I think it was 4-3 with like a minute left. And the Habs pull the goalie. They're working it around. Pass, you know, he makes a save off the cross crease. Then it pucks right out in front for a rebound. Guy's got the whole net. And he like sprawls across, gets like a pad on it, sits on the puck. Everyone's jamming away. Like, how did he make that save? So it was pretty cool to see the goalies do well, especially Marilina, because when they picked him in the third round, I think they picked him. And I forget who it was, but there was a, because no one really knew anything about the pick. And then this European scout on Twitter, I forget who it was, but he pretty much came in and he's like, I did not think that this player was, was going to be, was going to be drafted. Like they were like, why, how did he even go at all, let alone in the third round, Carolina? So, I mean, it's cool to see him do well. That's that's what I'll say. Yeah, and it was funny because wasn't it like on draft day or, or the day after that people were going through like Twitter and found like his Twitter account? And there was like yes. a lot of like Fortnite-related tweets. <laughs> I think he deleted it. But I, I, yeah. I totally saw that because I, you know, I tried to look up all the prospects on Twitter and Instagram so I can follow them. <laughs> there's Levi Marilyn who's like tweeting about Fortnite. He's like responding to like developers and like the official game page. He's like, this game sucks. Like, make the game better. Like, put this mode back in. <laughs> like, is this guy, we just draft this guy. Like, what Sounds like on? us when we're playing Chell, honestly. This game <laughs> yeah. sucks. Oh, yeah. man. Well, we could spend a whole episode talking about Chell, but I don't think we're going to do that. Oh, nobody so. would want to. Yeah, there's no chance. Maybe an EA developer will hear it. I'll, you know. <laughs> get brought in for some questions i don't think we'd want that to happen no i don't think i don't think they'd want that to happen either to be fair yeah they got but enough anyway. complaints already as it is yeah so anyway the sense rookie game was great it was great to watch the play another game tomorrow yeah another game tomorrow in montreal um should also be I on also, the sense youtube channel right yeah 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 i'm, I'm almost do you there. know what time it is i think it might be the same time might be four no way on a monday I don't know. I, I I saw that somewhere. I don't. I, that could be totally wrong, but I wouldn't. Be I just shocked. assumed it'd be like six thirty or seven, but it might be. I think I saw four, or I'm just making it up. I mean, I'd have to search it up. I honestly have no idea. Yeah, neither do I. But I mean, they do play tomorrow, so <laughs> eventually you'll see it. Mandalise uh, gets to play the first two periods this time, and then it's going to be Marilyn in third period again. Yeah, that's right, man. Back to back third. That sucks. Back to back third periods. Well, I mean, you get to show it like if you can perform in crunch time, right? And yeah, that's but it's kind of the only that an, way. To isn't get... that annoying as a goalie where you have to come in cold like that? Like, oh, isn't definitely. it way better to start the game, right? Yes. If I, I mean, that's just me. I'm not a goalie, so mm. anyway. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to watch it. But like, they play a preseason game in a week. That's it's crazy. Insane. Yeah, I saw your tweet and I was like, no way, it's that yeah. that close. And I had that's to. I Winnipeg, literally looked right? it up. Like I was, yeah, I was just looking it up. I think they played it. It's twenty sixth. Yeah, against the Jets in Winnipeg, I think. Wow. And so I, I like, I looked it up just out of curiosity. I'm like, man, I need that so bad. I'm like, what day do they start playing? Like, no way, it's next Sunday. That's nuts. Like I eight o'clock wait. next Sunday. Uh, that means like we should probably record after that then. 
we'll have we'll have a sense game to another sense game to talk about and from there on out we're, we're smooth <laughs> we're, we're smooth yeah, exactly we're, we've made it we've we've gone through the dark ages now we can just you know well i mean we, we might need to record before because if you know if kachuk signs then that's true that would be rather Although, nice. like i guess we can transition right into that like do we how confident are we that that's going to happen after the, all the matthew kachuk uh oh, I, okay so for people who don't know this matthew kachuk recently appeared in an in an article on Sportsnet. I think it was part of like Elliot Freeman's 31 Thoughts or something, the podcast yeah. maybe. And yes. he just like dropped some bombs about the Kachuk negotiation thing. He's like, yeah, like, you know, they're not, he's like, they're not close. He says they're not close, which is which is contradictory to what Gord Miller has said, who said like, you know, they were quite close, like not far before that. Every source is conflicting at this point. Yeah, but that's the thing that I was gonna get at. Like Everybody who's saying stuff about this is different. Like everyone's saying different stuff. But I feel like if you're gonna take one guy's opinion, wouldn't it be like hit the guy's brother? Like I don't think you're gonna get much closer than that, really, to an accurate source. But I mean, I get maybe you know it's him trying to you know help him help his brother out and you know use negotiation tactics through the media, which is like a curse word for Pierre Dorian. So you know maybe maybe there's some gamesmanship involved, but. If what he's saying is true, that's not a good look for the Sens, eh? Well, I mean, it's the way he described it. It's also not a very good look for the Kachuk camp. Like, <laughs> that's right. It's just like, it's not painting a good look for either side. Like, it's just the way he described like the whole family affair and how they deal with it yeah. and how Brady's becoming more of a Kachuk the longer this drags out. What is that? <laughs> it's like culty almost. Yeah, and it's just it's crazy to see how many people go went from before this interview are like talking themselves to Brady Kachuk being worth like nine million or over player, like whatever, get just getting signed, which obviously we wanted like our franchise player to be signed for that. Right. But eventually it's gonna start hampering us if we go too high in the future because we got Timmy, Jake Sanderson eventually. Norris is gonna need a contract. He actually can get one already. It's just yeah, he's obviously I mean, not the focus right now. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy how people went from saying, yeah, just give him whatever money to, he wants to, now they're calling like Brady and that whole family greedy since that interview. It's just people are so reactionary sometimes. Yeah, it's a lot of recency bias going on. And I yeah. think, you know, I I still think he will sign. I, don't, I mean, he's going to sign. I don't really think. Hope so. Any, <laughs> yeah, like he'll sign. I don't think he's going to hold out. Maybe uh-huh. a little bit of training camp, but agreed max like that's the same thing that matthew did yeah exactly and i mean i guess they did end up and keith. a bridge deal but well keith i couldn't tell you <laughs> way before I I, way before i was born but i mean the the thing is like eventually i think Brady, well brady kachuk everyone knows he's a competitor like you can see how he plays on the ice when yeah. he starts seeing like all his teammates are rolling into town and they're all starting to play preseason games he's gonna be like you know on the human side like man i would like to do that please and so you know, eventually they'll come to an agreement. I don't think it's going to be a Nylander situation where he holds out. No. But I, I just can't see that happening. Um, but maybe he misses a, you know, a training camp, you know, practice or two, or maybe a preseason game. Like, what are you going to do? Start yeah, that's not the, the end of the world. Who cares about that? And honestly, like, as you said, he's going to start seeing some of his, like, some of his teammates getting on. Maybe he saw the Michael Delzato post with Norris and Bathurst. So, he's like, oh, okay. no, I've been replaced. No, 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 no. <laughs> we would like to, I'd like to talk about this. <laughs> How in the world does Michael Delzato already like know Drake Batherson and Josh Norris as like buddies? He has not 
even met his team yet. He's a character like, guy. He, That's why we got him. God, like, he, fl- he flies down to Ottawa just a couple days ago. He's golfing today. He posted that on his Instagram stories at the hunt. Didn't club. even see that. Uh, yeah, he's like making a D. Do you see the DJ mix? He's making like oh, a of DJ. course. Crazy. He's got like he's going out for drinks already with Norris and Batherson. How did like how is he one of the boys now? Already, he's like in Timmy's comment section. He's on Tim's. That was hilarious. How they piled on Timmy. Oh my god. Oh my Tim, god. Tim Stu's posted a picture. It's like it's like this artsy thing where he's like standing next to a wall. And then there's a shadow that's cast, and it's got a hockey stick in it, even though he's not holding a hockey stick. It's like supposed to be like I don't know, mm-hmm. it's like hip and cool or something. And then everybody in the comments is just destroying this guy for like cherry picking it. He's like, oh wow, you know that shadow's almost in the D zone. <laughs> like, yeah, and Thomas Shabbat was like, whoa, there loves the far <laughs> yeah. blue line. That's funny. Honestly, I love the Sens just for the sole it like reason of the social media interactions that. Oh, it's too funny. Time. It's great. Honestly, fantastic. I think Delzado will be a great addition for that part of the team. I'm actually very excited to see him play. I want to see what, what he does. Um, the, the, you know, heavily lauded Michael Delzado. Well, it's just, it's not aspect. like it's Eric Goodbranson or Brady. You'd hope Coburn. so. Like, yeah, know. exactly. Where's Nick Holden? I feel like we haven't heard his name in forever. I was literally just about to ask that. I wonder if he forgot that he's playing. <laughs> like, Honestly, wouldn't be surprised. Everybody's excluding him. His agent's just like, yep, training camp in like three days. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit. Crap. No way. <laughs> Guess I got to cancel a couple of tea times. Holy. He's like, I'll go when Brady goes, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He's been like, watch the whole thing play. And he's been like, man, when are they going to sign? God. One funny thing that I found about like the whole Brady thing is after like a couple hours i was okay so i was gone at the lake and my connection wasn't super great so like i was on and off i didn't have any wi-fi or anything so i only checked stuff like turn on my data and got lucky enough to actually get a connection and right after the matthew kachuk thing because i saw the matthew kachuk thing because you sent it like because you sent it over to me and josh and then i turned like i turned off my phone i didn't check or anything and then i'm sitting around like the fire with like some friends and a lot of stuff and next thing i know my dad says the Toronto Maple Leafs have offer sheeted Brady Kachuk. And I was like, okay, first of all, no way. And it's because after the Matthew interview, of course, a lot of people are going to like change their, their, the name of their account to like Toronto oh, yes. Maple Leafs or stuff. Yeah, and then yeah, just yeah. started making tweets about that. My dad usually would not get that, but he got a notification on Twitter about it. Really? And the notification was that specific tweet. I was That's like, what crazy. Is- yeah, I know. So I was like, no, no way. I leave. And then the exact night, like something crazy happened. But obviously it wasn't real. Can you imagine if the Leafs actually did that, though? Where would they find the cap space? No, first of all, no, I'm just saying, like, they can't, obviously they can't afford it. But if there was, a, like, an alternate universe where they did and they offer sheeted Brady Kachuk, you know how crazy that would be? Like, for a Battle of Ontario rivalry aspect. That would be Brady insane. Kachuk, if Brady Kachuk switched sides, I think, I don't know if this fan base would never be able to come back from it. Oh, no, that it'd be, be dead. It'd be done. That's oh, my God. They need to sign him. Brady has all the leverage right now, pretty much. Which is weird, because he's an RFA. Yeah, usually he wouldn't, but the thing is, we need to it's, lock him up. It's so funny, because Dorian's been doing this thing where he's like, "I we're not going to negotiate through the media, we're not going to negotiate through the media, and they have, like, exclusively negotiated through the media for about a month and a half. <laughs> really yeah, it's like all Sean Simpson, Bruce Garriott. And, and also, Pierre Maguire went on the radio, like, mid-game. Yes, I missed that, though. He literally went and said exactly, like, point-to-point what their negotiations were like with Brady. He's like, 
We've met with them five times. Some of them were in person. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean you're not negotiating through the media? You quite literally just said your entire negotiation plan to the radio station. Like, I don't really think, <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, I mean, I, he, he'll get signed. I'm not worried. A little bit. Probably in the next that it's week been... and a half. Yeah. We'll see. If he starts missing games, then we can start to panic. Yeah, but... At least we're not Vancouver. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. That yeah. the whole... Because apparently it seems like they're cl- much closer for Hughes, right? Mm-hmm. I think. I think so. I think that's been reported. Well, and then did you hear about the 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 quote from Bill Guerin about Kaprasov today? No. Basically, they're saying like they're getting to the point where they're just going to move on and focus on training camp. No way. Which is crazy. Okay, but didn't there was like a report like a month or so ago that was like Kirill Kaprizov is like about to sign. Like yeah, for nine years five, or nine, nine million five years. Did that just like disintegrate and never happen? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like the, I guess the the wild camp feel like it's a little unjustified. First of all, they want to give five years or more, and it, or like long term, and Capsule mm-hmm. wants to go shorter term. Well, I can't and, blame them. <laughs> yeah, and it's just then the Minnesota camp feel like it, the the AV shouldn't be nine million high if he's only played like 55 games in a season, that is which fair. it makes sense, but he's also a special case where he's been absolutely dominating Russia forever. Yeah. So, forever at like into his late forties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 40 some years. Like back yeah. when it was the Soviet union, he was still the top point producer in the KHL. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean like, you know, but that's the thing. Like people are acting like this pretty thing is like the only thing going on in the league. Like there are teams that are in the same spot, if not worse. Yeah, 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 especially Vancouver. Jeez. Yeah, I'm not willing. I'm not willing to hit the panic button to that extent just yet. But that being said, they signed him today or tomorrow. I wouldn't be wouldn't be pissed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it'd be a little relief. Exactly. Anyway, we'll we'll move on. We have to. We talk about Brady every episode. It's getting old. We would like to. We hear that. That's what we're ended up. We would like to stop having to do this every time. Just get, sign him. God, please. It's so irritating. We just want to talk about something else. I mean, you want to talk about something else that we should also stop talking about. Logan Brown got a contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he gets signed yesterday, also during the rookie game. I guess Dorian was active. But yeah. he gets signed. It was like, so it's a, it's a one-year contract, obviously. It's league minimum, I think, 750K. Yeah. It's a two-way. Yeah. I mean, I is that odd? No, because he's still like a prospect and everything, and he's been injured so much. I there's no way he could have negotiated a one way. But I thought that was the whole point. Like I know Garriok said this in a couple of his articles, where he's like, the play for Logan Brown would be to sign a contract and then go on waivers and get claimed. Like that's what that's what he was saying. And obviously, you can't go on waivers. Two way contract can't go on waivers unless your contract's terminated. I, I think it's good for, I mean, from a senator standpoint, this is literally fine. Like this is, there's no risk of doing this. I, you, I still think like a lot of people still think he could play on the team. He's healthy. Like, why wouldn't you put him on the team? He's good. Like, there, there's a hole for him there for at the two C with, with well Tim Stutzla and Connor Brown. But it's also, and it's also just like, would you rather play Chris Tierney or Logan Brown? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just in your lineup, would you rather, which one would you rather have? Like, I don't think Chris Tierney is spectacular. There seems to be a ton of power play spots open, too, right? Like, yeah. ideally, you don't have Chris Tierney playing on the power play. Oh, I don't think we'll ever get there. True. Have but we ever gotten there? I yes. Don't think so. Oh, definitely. Back when he Chris was Chris Tierney like, has not played on the power play. 
Yes, no he definitely has. Like back when he was the assist leader, like two, three years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was thinking last year. Last year he didn't play the power. No, play. last year I think he might have like when there were injuries on the second unit very briefly. But the year before he was like a mainstay on the second unit. Wow, that's sad. Actually, I don't remember that. Well, Chris, well, you want you want another sad Chris Tierney fact? You know he's forty first in sense history in points. No way. Yeah. He's in the top 50 of like all time in sense points. Yeah. I think I can pull it up right now. Let me double check, but I'm almost certain that that's what it is. That is quite sad. Uh, Who's he ahead of? Are there any like important people that he's ahead of? Okay. So Chris Tierney is 41st. He's three Hmm. points behind Matt Duchesne. (laughs) Uh, No way. (laughs) That's crazy. He's ahead of, he's directly ahead of Brian Smolinski. Uh, oh. He's ahead of Anton Volchenkov, Sergey oh. Gonchar, Clark oh. MacArthur. No. Eric Condra. No. Connor Brown. No way he's ahead of Connor Brown. Wait, <laughs> that actually doesn't make any sense at all that he's yeah. ahead of Connor Brown. Well, he's also played 80 games more than Connor Brown. Oh, he was here the season before. Yeah. Oh, right. Let's see. Oh, well. uh, yeah, a lot of these are just defensemen that have been here long, or like he's ahead of Condra who's that's like i'm just trying that's to find kind of forwards funny. yeah yeah and macarthur um, i guess but he was injured a lot yeah contra macarthur con greening igor <laughs> kravchuk uh but yeah it, he's 40 first like that's, really it sounds stupid it just sounds bad it's funny every time we bring up chris tierney it's like in a negative connotation on the spot we should do a chris tierney love episode one of these days. i don't think i can handle that can we fill content for that episode? Like, how much could we do? 10 minutes, maybe? Max. Max, yeah. Get a highlight reel of all of Chris Tierney's finest moments. It's like one penalty kill. Like the one back end where he missed by an absolute mile. Oh, yeah, it was a good one. Never going to forget that. Although he did have a really nice goal this year. It was, um, or like, didn't this against, sense of like sustained pressure in the zone? Against Calgary. Against Calgary. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It was against Calgary. It was like a two and a half. Well, of course it was against Calgary. But it was like two and a half minute shift of like the Chris Tierney line. And then he's in front and scores a goal. And they're like, what? Like, I remember everybody was going crazy on Twitter. They're like, we have not seen this in like years from the set yep. to be in a zone for that long. I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. So, I mean, there you go. Chris Tierney and etched his name in the Senator's history 41st. We were talking about Logan Brown, but, I mean, I guess that doesn't matter anymore. Poor guy. Um, yeah. So, anyways, he signed a contract. Maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. That's your insight for today. I, I hope he does. Like, he, he looked good with – who was it? It was with Brady Kachuk and Anthony Duclair at the, like, beginning of 2019-20, I think. Yeah, so that's right. You play him with, like, Connor Brown and Tim Stutzel. We talked about it in, like, a few episodes ago. I could see it happening. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I want to give him a shot. Just I, all, all that I can remember is that he played the last game of last season and was terrible. Like, he was really bad. Except for a nice pass to an, Anisimov. Oh, something like that. But he was like, he was probably really injured. It was one game. He's always injured. That's the thing. Well, He's although um, Mann was on, like, he was on an interview with, I think it might have been TSN 1200, but he said, like, Troy Mann, right? Yes. Not Troy Mann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but. He was talking about how like the back injuries that have plagued him are fully healed now, and I know we've oh, okay. heard this a ton of times for like yeah, I'm not, stuff. not willing to accept that yet. But if he comes in and doesn't get injured for a couple months, put him up. Why not? Yeah, Let I'm pretty sure he said shot. Brandstrom. Brandstrom had like a hand and a thumb injury for a little bit, like including parts of last year, and he's he's good now. So yeah. we'll see. So we will see how that play out. I know you want to get to some 67 stuff, but before that, 
the Senators made another signing. This was quite recent. And this is a big one. I know we've been wanting Kachuk. And like, you know, Logan Brown's okay. We had Batherson a couple weeks ago. But the prodigal son returns on a PTO Tyler Ennis. Oh, my God. I'm so I'm excited. so excited. Yeah. He was good, man. He played this one year here. Got dealt at the deadline to Edmonton. He was good. He was so fun. He was like a little spark plug. He was just like all around the puck all the time. I really hope he makes it. Like, I know Me maybe too. that means maybe that means taking a spot away from a young guy. But if it's for Tyler Ennis, like, that's a player where I'm okay with that because at least he doesn't suck and he's fun. So, yeah, and we, we, we've had him here. We know, like, he can do well. Yeah, like, but that's what makes side. me think, like, they're bringing him in on a PTO. I, like, they know what they're getting pretty much. So that's, like, why yeah. wouldn't they just – if they know what they're getting, why wouldn't you just sign him? You know, like, why wouldn't you just give him a contract? Like, you, you know what he has. You, he played on your team two years ago. I just find it kind of odd that you would PTO that. Yeah, it, it, it is weird. I don't know. He played what? He played with the Oilers last year? Yep. Okay, so he stayed with them after the uh, after we traded them away. But, yeah. I mean, he's getting a little old. Oh, he's only 31. I thought he was older. There's not a no, no, no. He's not only 31. No way. He's 31. Tyler Ennis? Right here. Yeah. I'll Tyler Ennis is 31. He turns 32 October 6th. Oh, I thought I thought he was like mid-late 30s, I'll be honest. Because yeah, I thought he was like 32 when he came here. Yeah. He was in his it's 20s. Like, it's nuts. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess being in Buffalo might make the aging process seem a little bit longer. Man, he really, he popped off with us. Jeez. I know. Three points was, in 61 games. Yeah, he, he was fantastic. Why wouldn't he bring him back? You remember people were pissed about that trade because they only got like a sixth or something. Like a fifth, maybe. Yeah, I think it was a fifth. The and then everyone was, was like, everyone was like, oh, great value deal for Edmonton. Then it did nothing there, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Just... Although he had two points in their three playoff games during the during the bubble. Mm. Oh, yeah. So. Well, they're not they're not playoff games. Because right. Of... But they also kind of are. So you're telling me that the league, yeah, no, no, no. I the league counts it. them as playoff stats, but they're not playoff games. Nah, no, 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 no. It's really Garbage. stupid. This I agree. Correct. It's really dumb, but uh, I think we should bring back Brian Gibbons and put both Ennis and Gibbons on one line. There, you could make a great bottom six of former Sens players that spent half a season here. We're great and super short, and you just yeah, like go. We could do a top. We could do a bottom six. You got Gibbons, Ennis, like Oscar Lindbergh was okay. Yeah, he, there. There's a line probably. Definitely. Um, huh. Then Stahlberg. What? Oh, I like, yeah, 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 Stahlberg, yeah. Um, Wingles. Wingles, yep. And then, I mean, do you want to put Burroughs in there? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> I'd prefer not to. Um, well, he also spent more than half a year there because he saw he was still on the next Oh, year. you're right. Yeah. Not even eligible. We could do Nemesnikov. Like, he was. Oh, that was, an, yeah, I liked him. It wasn't a full year, and he was good. No, you're right. There you go. That You know what? If the Sens got a bottom six of that i honestly wouldn't even complain me neither i mean it means no prospects which kind of sucks no but try, they're done the rebuild now so it's fine you're right you're right my bad come on don't get stressed about it it's okay so there you go that's the ultimate former sends bottom six with the most one trick like the most ridiculous unicorn players for 30 years. but the brian gibbons is hilarious though because he literally came over for Patrick Seeloff, right? That was that. Oh my trade. God, really? Yes, I'm almost what certain. What a great deal. I know, he's from Anaheim. You get somebody who was like, 
injuring your players to somebody who's like you're the best player on your team. He, but it's he literally was the best player on the team for about like three weeks. He was scoring every game. Yeah, and the thing is, like, not only did he get production, his underlying numbers were great, if I remember correctly, and even then he was like getting like highlight real plays. Do you think he's still in the league? I don't think so. I think last time I checked, he was. Oh no, he did play some NHL games last year. I'm, I'm checking. I'm fairly checking, certain. I'm checking, I'm checking. Brian Gibbons. Oh, he's SHL. Shucks. Oh no, he didn't play last year. Oh my bad. Most recently in the SHL, Linkoping. Yeah. HC. He played in the Swiss League last year. Thirty-three points in forty-six games. He's thirty-three. Still not crazy old. Get him in here. Yeah. At Senators, please. So okay, so that stat line, by the way. With the Sens in 20 games, you got 14 points. He's <laughs> got 14 points in 20 games. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. And he was a plus three on the Sens. That's nice. Back. We got to bring him back. You get him 5'8, Tyler Anaheim. But it makes nine. no sense. He played 44 games that year for Anaheim and got five points, got <laughs> traded, and then got 14 in 20 games. And then he went to Carolina, got zero points in 15 games, played in the AHL, got you know, he was decent and decent in Switzerland and then just died in the Swiss. Or in the Does it tell you how much ice time, like which website are you on? Do you have the amount of ice time you played for the Suns that year? No, but I could check. I could totally, I can go to here. Yeah. I'll check. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm looking at some Tyler Anna stuff right now and he does look like he's on a little bit of a decline, eh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, oh that, that would go with the age curve. Well, to be fair, a lot of it is finishing based. Like his offensive and defensive metrics haven't changed much. It's more, you know, finishing his drop since 2018-19. Which, oh, wait, we had him in 1920 anyway. We're fine. Uh, Brian Gibbons. Let us see. I can get game logs. <laughs> You add Let's them see. all up. Let's see. 2018-19, Brian Gibbons. Well, in his last game of the season, he averaged 1740. Or he got wow. 1740. That's pretty good, actually, for a forward. Yeah. Yeah, jeez. Man. Yeah, he was playing a decent amount. He's playing in the teens for us. And then before then, it was consistently closer to like between nine and twelve minutes. He just needed to be unleashed with proper potential. That's yeah. all. And clearly better line mates here in Ottawa. Yes, of course. That's why people come to Ottawa for the better line mates. Mm-hmm. Well, you just coordinated with Oscar Lindbergh and was like, all right, we got this. <laughs> this is our team oh, now. Man. So there you go. Tyler, I, I hope they give Ennis a chance. I, I, I think I'd like to see how he does in a couple preseason games. Maybe he can keep up. But maybe they just need to unleash his potential too. It, yeah, it's, it's low risk, yeah. medium to low reward. I mean, why would you right? want to play with McDavid when you could play with. Uh, Chris Tierney. Yeah, God. I mean, to be fair, dude, Edmonton could have just signed him instead of, like, you know, doing whatever they did with their decor and probably could have come out better. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Jeez, or that is... Zach in eight years. Oh, my God. I, I, There's so many signings happen, I completely forgot. Well, we talked about all of them. them. <laughs> yeah, we talked yes, about we did. every single one. We are never doing that again. But Until next year. Until next year, if we're still standing. Holy... Actually, you yep. know what? No, we'll be too good for that next year. We'll have so many sponsors. <laughs> right so much money i'll be set for life by next mm-hmm. year all of our sense game post game shows are really going to catch on oh i think these have been you know these have been fan favorites these off-season ones where we have nothing to talk about we talk about brian gibbons for 20 minutes 
it's like the second time we have like a brian gibbon segment I think that's actually fourth true. time well, we that's bring not, him up. That's, I still don't think it's as bad as when we did Connor Ingram for like five minutes. Yeah, and like people might not understand the gravity of it, but like I cut out most of that. I yeah. <laughs> Louis was <laughs> Louis texting me about the episode like the next day. This was like four or five episodes ago because we yeah, had nothing to like talk about. We talked ago. about Connor Ingram, and so in the episode, it's like two or three minutes. But we probably like in real time talked Seven, eight. for eight or nine minutes about connor ingram and then we were like what on earth are we doing like what how did we even get nothing here? even how happened with connor there? ingram it was just renee retired so sorrow's got a new <laughs> yeah. contract and we were wondering who was going to be the backup for the, the backup Reds. and it was connor ingram then we're like who's connor ingram Sir connor ingram. Oh, brutal god we need hockey so bad man this, is, this is like well this i mean really, like, 67s start soon i think uh, first week. Well, they, they played. They played a preseason game the other day. Got whooped by Peterborough. Did you try to watch that? Because I was on the Kingston Not YouTube channel, and no. I okay. So obviously, like as I said, I was at the lake, so my connection wasn't the best. And I was like, man, my connection sucks. It's like lagging all over the place. And then I checked the live chat. Everybody's saying how it's awful, and. So it was the in-arena Wi-Fi was just not able to handle the stream, like That's in Kingston. Crazy. So it was oh. just like lagging frame to frame. <laughs> so I think eventually they said, I don't know what's happening. We're going to try to fix this. No matter what, we'll post the full game later. And I was right. going to watch it, but they lost 5-1. So I just watched the Guidemat goal and then <laughs> I just went on with Oh, yeah, my it was day. Kingston, not Peterborough. They beat Peterborough like a couple weeks ago in like a... In a shootout. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a better. Was, was, speaking of sixty sevens, they didn't make a trade. Huge we can talk trade. about this because this is a, it's a bit of a weird one. So this happened. We saw this happen. A, you know, I think we talked about something like this last episode with another trade like this. With, with we were uh, talking about it during like when we took our break in between because the Adam Fantilli trade happened. Okay, so did we talk about that on episode? No, no, I because. By the time I started recording again, we were like mid segments. So I was like, no. okay, oh yeah. So Adam Fantilli got traded. So, but that doesn't matter. It's not six cents. No, he went so, from Saginaw to North Bay. Yeah. For like a boatload of conditional picks. So, yeah, pretty and, they, much, and their first back through the. And their first back. So, if you draft a player in the OHL who then doesn't commit to your team and you trade him away or release his rights, or release his rights. The league awards you like a compensatory for like pick of the pick behind what you use to select him. Is that yes. what it is? So yeah. they picked Moldenhauer, what, 15th? Did they? I thought it was higher because didn't they finish first? So wouldn't it? This is what I was confused about because he was. Let me just search him up on only. Actually, I have his page open here already. I can check. Um, He was picked 20th overall. There's mm. 20 teams in the OHL. If it's a first round pick, it can't be 21st. Yeah. You can't have, yeah, that's true. But so, that's, that's what uh, I always never understood. Like you're adding a pick to the draft, are you not? You're not actually, they're probably away. just adding it like as number 21 and still having it as first round, like but, in yeah. quotation marks. So, like theoretically, let's, this is never going to happen. If every single player in a draft year was traded before signing with their team or committing, yeah, sure. does that add? 20 picks to that draft yeah. like a whole other round pretty much yeah basically i mean it'll never happen because people do their research to see if a player is going to commit right yes beforehand and molden howard molden howard was supposed to and then COVID yeah. happened and the ohl was just very flimsy with their we're coming back no we're not we are and then he just had enough and decided to stay in the ushl 
And right. he was doing pretty good. Like he had a few games last year with uh, the Chicago Steel, who was pretty stacked team. Like they, had, they were I think, gross. Yeah, they, they were, were incredible. Really like they had Coronado. I think they had Sean Farrell maybe. Um, but yeah, did they had was Jack Barr on that team? Yes, maybe. he was. Okay. So anyway, he he played for the North Jersey Avalanche, like U16 AAA, and he kind of popped off there. Um, and yeah. I, I was super excited <laughs> to have him come over because all of our forwards are gone from like <laughs> two years ago on the 67s. Yeah, that is right. So it would have been nice to over. see him play, but you know, we got what a first round pick compensation, which yep. it's funny because you that's the only way you can acquire an extra first round pick because in the OHL, there's a rule where you can't trade firsts. It's not the same yeah, in like other leagues right. like the QMJHL, but the OHL has that rule. And then in addition, the only non-conditional pick is a Sarnia 15th rounder in 2022. Yeah. So that's confirmed to be going across. And then if he plays a single game in the OHL, whether it's with Sarnia or not, and then all these next picks are also from Sarnia, except for there's a 2022 third from Erie, which is Erie's, but obviously from Sarnia that they acquired. And then 2023 fifth, 2024 second, 2024 third, 2025 second, 2025 third, and a 2025 fourth. How do you think they negotiate those? Like, why? Like, you're just like, yeah, but without the 2025 fourth, I won't do it. I don't know, man. Like, because that, it, it, like it sounds like seriously? me when I'm playing Eastside Hockey Manager and I'm just adding all the picks that I can, and it's just a big medley at the end. But it's, it's crazy. The thing is, picks, like, are players that get traded, like, decently big ticket players. This is always what it is. It's massive returns. Like, the Fantilli trade was similar. Although, mm, yeah, if you yeah, look at right. it, Molden Howard got a little more, which is nice. Um, I think it's just because he has a high, like he's nowhere near Fantilli's skill level, but Moldenhauer has a, has a higher chance to come over. Like he's not committed to an NCAA team. So he's not holding out from going to the OHL because, you know, to play in the NCAA, you can't play a single CHL game. So it's not like he's planning on doing that, but trades are always this crazy. Like, I don't know if you remember when the Sen or when the 67s traded away. Um, was it, was it Konechny? I think so. They That's right. They traded Konechny to... in his last year and he got yeah, an got absolute bunch. boatload of picks. And those were still like up until like last year, two years ago, those were still benefiting the 67. Like this trade, if Moldenhauer commits, like worst case scenario, they get their pick back in a 15th. Best case, yeah. he plays with Sarnia and they get picks until 2025 in the first like few rounds. It's incredible. Like that's a great them. value. Yeah. And it's not like they're windows right now. Right. No. Like, they're, they're back into like more of a rebuilding phase. Like, yeah, maybe like when he's like around like a 19 year old or player, obviously he'd help. And by then the 67s might have a chance at a cup, but this is going to set them up for a while. Like th that's a ton of picks. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, I always like these trades are always so crazy. These OHL ones, like just they really fifth, are. like also 15th round. How many rounds are there in the draft? 15. I actually don't know. There's 15. Okay. So, it's like adding an extra little seventh at the end, you know? Yeah, well, a little 15th. It's like a double little seventh, a plus one. So, I don't know. Like, I, I think that's a ridiculous amount of rounds. But I guess in a league in the OHL where, like, half your team graduates every year pretty much, you need, a, makes sense. Yeah. you need to have a constant influx of players. And the thing is, you barely ever have a chance at the Memorial Cup. So when you have it, you don't care about, like, extra fifths and yeah. fourths in like five years who cares exactly. like you want to win right now this is your chance and there's so many rounds right so many rounds. yeah you can't trade firsts anyway so you got to make up for the value somehow yeah that's right dude like the ea trade simulator thing where 
the trade value bar is not high enough. So you add like a bunch of sevenths and sixths. And then the problem there is that you can only have like five items per trade. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yay. Well, I guess we are talking about Chell this episode. Holy crap. Yeah. Damn, that took yeah, a so bad now turn. our opinions on the NHL 22 beta. Oh, God. No, we need multiple episodes <laughs> for that one. Good God. Yeah. They when is that good. game even coming out? Is that? I thought it was October. Day? October like 13th or something. Jeez. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I probably am just like for the X factor changes for GM mode and all, but I'll wait till Christmas. Yeah, honestly. Or the holiday season. Yeah. I don't blame anyway, most people are doing that. Let's stop talking about this. <laughs> Good God. Um, so on that note, uh, clearly we have nothing else to talk about. So we're going to stop because this was really a, de- I'm sorry. It's a dead episode. This was terrible. This is probably our worst episode yet. I'll be honest. I'm surprised we filled it up as, much as we did with how little we had to talk about 40 minutes good for us holy yeah. so a bit of a shorter one this week good god we need kachuk to sign next week for this oh my god or some just something literally like, any trade for someone someone gets fired someone has oh well, matt murray's having a kid matt murray's having a second kid yeah here we go so congrats to them that was that that fills another 30 seconds for this episode that's yeah we did it um anyway well thank you guys very much for tuning in uh thanks for sticking with us this was a tough one but uh we will be better we'll be better next week hopefully something else happens and uh long live tyler ennis so uh have a good one everybody and thanks again for listening take care